To watch the full video version of this episode, visit our YouTube channel, Game on Glio Podcast, or you can visit our website, thegameongliopodcast.com. The podcast you are about to listen to is not a medical podcast, nor is it designed to diagnose a condition. While there are medical experts on this show, any questions regarding medical care or concern should be directed to a primary care physician. The team at Invax is dedicated to delivering new, personalized immunotherapy approaches to improve outcomes for people living with glioblastoma and other solid tumors. Leveraging decades of validated research and technologies, Invax's unique platform is designed to capture a tumor's full antigen signature and use it to stimulate a patient's immune system against remaining tumor cells. Invax is currently recruiting for a randomized Phase 2B clinical trial of IGV-001 in newly diagnosed glioblastoma patients. Learn more about this phase 2B trial at imvax.com or clinicaltrials.gov. Imvax, advancing a new approach to personalized cancer immunotherapy. Welcome to Game on Glio podcast that tells the stories of brain cancer warriors, clinicians, medical experts, and those in the grief and loss community. I'm your host, Shannon Traphagen. This season, you will hear unique brain cancer and grief and loss stories, as well as my own journey through grief and loss. If you enjoy our show, please consider writing a review. Also share us with a friend. You can follow us on Facebook at Game on Glio or Instagram and YouTube at Game on Glio Podcast. You can also visit and subscribe to our website at thegameongliopodcast.com for our blog, insights, clinical trials, and guest snapshots. Season 3 of the Game on Glio podcast is sponsored by GT MedTech and Gametile Therapy. Learn more at gtmedtech.com. And by Imvax, personalized whole tumor-derived immunotherapies. Learn more at imvax.com. Novel technology, innovative clinical trials, inspired care. That's what you get with UB Neurosurgery. UB Neurosurgery, also known as UBNS, is ranked as one of the top-rated and busiest neurocath labs in the country. Our doctors are trained at top centers across the nation and work in a collaborative environment making your treatment and care our top priority. With over 50 human clinical trials, UBNS has its finger on the pulse of diagnosing and treating complex disorders of the brain and spine. Are you looking for outpatient services? UBNS has it. Atlas, UBNS's outpatient neurosurgical center, offers specialty services such as gamma knife, minimally invasive treatments, back pain prevention, as well as treating disorders of the brain and spine. UBNS, advancing the practice of neurosurgery through novel technology, innovative clinical trials, and inspired care. Learn more at ubns.com. We have a special episode of the Game on Glio podcast for you this month with guest Kate Glazer from Hope Rises, a nonprofit and good news network that gives so much to so many. However, in order to give to others, we also have to be able to give to ourselves. And so we have a special message for you today going into this month's episode ahead of what can be a very stressful holiday season and sometimes a very lonely holiday season for so many. 
I've decided to bring you to one of my favorite places. I come here often. I came here a lot when Mike was sick. When I'm feeling at my loneliest, my greatest need, or when I just need to refill my own reserve, this is where I come, in nature. There's a very special spot that I go hiking often, and I come here when I need time to myself, when I need to think, or I need to just find a sliver of happiness for a brief second. No matter the steps that we take in life, the journeys that we have, the places that we go, we need to be able to refill our own reserve in order to give to others, in order to do the good work that we do out in the community. But in order to do that, we need to be able to find time for ourselves. It is not selfish. It is not egotistical. It is not conceited. In order to continue to give, we need to give to ourselves. We need to replenish our own reserve. And whatever that is for you, whatever it is that brings you hope and joy and peace or comfort or just a sliver of happiness, take that time to do those things for yourself so that you can continue giving to others. No matter the steps that you take or the journey that you're on, these are the things that we need in order to be able to give back to those at lar in the larger community, to be able to give back to our family and friends, to be a good parent, a good spouse, a good partner, a good friend, to take care of those who are sick. So today, I have brought you along with me on one of my favorite hiking trails, a place that brings me peace and comfort and joy. It gives me a sliver of happiness. It lets me connect with nature. It lets me just be me. I am here, no makeup, hiking boots on, doing what I do best, which is just be in nature and be myself. I don't have to worry about judgment or how I look or appearances. I can just take time to be still and to be in nature. And that's what we're doing here. So as you journey into the holiday season, listen to our story, to our interview with Kate today. Hear the message that resounds throughout it. And remember to take some time to balance yourself so that you can continue doing the important work that you all do and that you give to others. It is good for our physical health. It is good for our mental health. We cannot always control the circumstances that life throws our way, but we can find moments where we can replenish and refill our own cup so that we can continue doing what we need to do to get by, to heal, and to give to others. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be right back with our guest, Kate Glazer, after a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine waking up from brain tumor removal surgery knowing that your radiation treatment is already underway. That's how gamma tile therapy works. At the end of brain tumor removal surgery, the neurosurgeon implants the tiny gamma tiles where the tumor is most likely to return. So instead of waiting to start daily standard radiation treatments that go for weeks, you get a head start against the tumor cells and get back to your life sooner. For operable brain tumors of all types, including glioblastomas, brain metastases, and meningiomas, gamma-tile therapy is a one-time targeted radiation treatment with fewer side effects and far less chance of hair loss than external radiation. Gamma-tile therapy is FDA-cleared radiation therapy for patients with newly diagnosed malignant brain tumors and recurrent brain tumors. Gamma-tile therapy is tough on tumors and easier on patients and caregivers. Learn more 
at gammatile.com. All right. So I am very excited for this episode today. I have one of my nearest and dearest friends with me, Kate Glazer, who is a professional storyteller in her own right, uh, something we have in common. She has a background in television and print journalism, leaving her career as a local news reporter to work for nonprofits, which includes Make-A-Wish, She Can, and Mercy Flight. Kate has her hands in many outside projects, something I know all too well. Yeah. And that includes marketing and events. And she's done some work for Dry Creek Group, uh, clients such as Nick Melinda, Roswell Park, Duville, all big names here in Buffalo, New York, which is amazing. Kate's the founder of Hope Rises, a good news platform with 45 million monthly reach, which is absolutely amazing, and a weekly TV segment on Channel News 4. Since starting Hope Rises, she has also raised more than $600,000 for individuals and causes in the community in need. Kate's a mother of three children, including a set of twins and two rescue dogs. She resides in Buffalo with her amazing husband, Brian. So Kate, thank you so much for thank being you here. for that lovely introduction. <laughs> You're so sweet. That is quite a lot. Um, you do some amazing work and so many are familiar with Hope Rises, um, mm -hmm. both as a network platform as an uplifting platform and as a nonprofit. So I want to dive right into this. Sure. Before Hope Rises became a nonprofit foundation or charity, you were showcasing Hope Rises stories through social media for years. Yes. You actually had a full-time job at Mercy and before that at mm -hmm. a few other places. Tell us a little bit about this. You know, you started doing this kind of just on the side. So how is this truly just a passion project for me? I love storytelling. I love reporting. I love talking to people about their stories. Every single person has a beautiful story, um, even if they're struggling. Mm -hmm. There's some beautiful stories across our community. What I wanted to make different was the fact that we were not just highlighting Buffalo stories. We were highlighting stories all across the globe. Mm -hmm. um, I've done some travel in the past to Africa. I've been on missions trips. And I know that there's such a power in storytelling, mm -hmm. and you can use those stories to impact change. So I figured, why not start a blog to highlight some of those beautiful stories in Western New York, but all across the globe. We're mm -hmm. not just Buffalo-based. So we started as a Good News blog in 2017, and it's crazy mm -hmm. to see how it's transformed into this global media network that now gives back, and we've raised so much money. Um, we keep all the money local here to Western New York. That is one thing that we do do mm -hmm. um, when it comes to our community is we do keep the money local, but we tell stories all across the world. And we've been able to impact so many different people um, through Hope Rises. That's amazing. And when you made that transition, so what made you decide to finally make the transition? Um, because you were doing this as a blog you kind of moved into the foray of social media and mm -hmm. online platform mm -hmm. with Instagram. But what made you decide to really go full bore into Hope Rises? I mean, what was that that moment for you? Yeah, I felt like when I was at Make-A-Wish at the time, so I had started, you know, Hope Rises when I was at Mercy Flight. I was mm -hmm. the PR director there. Incredible life-saving mission. I can't say enough about Mercy Flight, and I can't say enough about Make-A-Wish Foundation and all they do for kids who are fighting some pretty terrible illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was hitting at both organizations my, my ceiling. I felt like I couldn't move even past what I was doing. 
So I decided to, you know, just kind of hop into it full time. I didn't really have a solution. I really Mm -hmm. didn't have anything like crazy lined up. I had a couple clients that um, I created a business and I had a couple clients who I was doing side work for when I was full time. So there's a common theme here. I do a lot of work. (laughs) There's a common theme there. And my family is means so much to me, but it is really tough to juggle everything. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask me, how do you juggle everything? And I always say, I have no clue. I really don't because sometimes it really is difficult. Yeah. But when I was at Make-A-Wish is when I decided to take it full time and rely on the client work I had to run my business, Mm -hmm. but also to start the nonprofit that I had been wanting to start. Um, for so long, my husband and I were, you know, taking funds out of our own pockets to be able to fund some of these give back projects. Um, and it really was difficult. I had a lot of donors come up to me during that time and say, are you making this into a nonprofit? How can you turn this into something where we can give to you and make sure that we are, you know, giving to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And I did understand that. And I felt now was the time. Let's start the nonprofit. Let's start the business. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into it full time. Let's continue our work storytelling and impacting people, but let's make it on a bigger level. Let's really try to make it full time. So I do juggle a business and I Mm -hmm. juggle the nonprofit. And I also juggle the media platform Mm -hmm. that we have such a big reach. We have partners and People Which is all part across of both, the globe. correct? Absolutely. I mean, that kind of reaches kind of into reaches, both yes. the freelance side, your business mm-hmm. side, and the nonprofit side. Yes. Okay. I tend to partner with brands that believe in the power of good. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working on my client work, I'm partnering with brands who want to support goodness, right? right? It all kind of ties into each other. Mm-hmm. I do marketing. I do social media for clients. Mm-hmm. I do PR for clients. It's something I Boy, love doing. so familiar. I know, right? <laughs> right? Um, and I think that's why we get along so well as we yeah. get it. Um, but I do feel like, yes, it all plays into each other. Okay, so break this down for me a little bit. <laughs> you have Hope Rises Network, mm-hmm. which is your business side. So that's kind of how you make your money. Because, yeah, absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the nonprofit, Hope Rises, as the nonprofit, it's a 501c3. Mm-hmm. You are the head of it, but you make absolutely zero dollars off of this nonprofit. You so are correct. Yeah. All of the fundraisers, everything that you do in the community throughout the year, you make absolutely nothing. You have a board. We do have a board. We have okay. a volunteer run board. Okay. Obviously, we don't pay our, our board as well or our mm-hmm. volunteers. They're all people that are committed to giving back hope in the community. Okay. Um, the one thing I will say is that we do keep the money local. So mm-hmm. anything that's raised, we do disperse it into the community through through Give Hope projects. Yeah. Every single month, we have a different Give Hope project or projects mm-hmm. because sometimes months have more than one Give Hope project. Yeah. But we do different themes throughout the year, whether it be helping women in crisis, um, children who are fighting pediatric cancer. We just got done with Shine Gold, mm-hmm. um, animals, first responders, the elderly. It's not just limited to one audience. Mm-hmm. There are... You know, we respond when there is hope needed, mm-hmm. and that's how we um, run Hope Rises. Is every single month there's a different Give Hope project that we put all of our attention into, mm-hmm. and we are all volunteers. I think that's the hardest thing to wrap your mind around. Is there's so much work that goes into it. How do you get people to want to volunteer their time? And we come from the city of good neighbors, yes. where it's not hard to find people that want to latch onto a cause like Hope Rises yep. that uses their media platform and their reach for good. I don't think people understand the difference between Buffalo and other cities across the U.S. 
it we really truly do bend over backwards for each other. We do. Uh, whether we know somebody or not, we will put in the time, we will put in the effort, we will be there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that we're a city of good neighbors, I feel like it's just not adequate enough. I know. I agree. <laughs> it's like do, good. Buffalo. I mean, like fantastic <laughs> neighbors. I always yeah. felt like that too. It was just like never adequate enough. But yeah, yeah I mean, you know, you think of Bill's Mafia and you think of all these amazing audiences. Well, that look at the blizzard we just had last absolutely. year and how many people literally went out of their way to go dig people yes. out or to get them into shelter mm-hmm. because, you know, they couldn't be in the house anymore or yeah. they were in danger where they were staying. Yeah. And people that didn't even know them were literally driving and putting their own life at risk to go pick people up. And I mean, this is this, this is, is what we do. This yeah. is yeah, this is Buffalo. It's what we do here. Yeah. And I think, you know, we take the time to recognize all the goodness across our community. We have the news four segment that mm-hmm. we are able to bring different hope heroes onto. I would say we we bring on hope heroes and we showcase their stories. But on our big media platform, on our social media, we take stories from all across the globe and we mm-hmm. share those. So we're always looking for people who want to spread their story. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have an outlet. Maybe the news media is not going to spread their story. Mm-hmm. But maybe you come to Hope Rises and we can find the power in your story to mm-hmm. be able to um, impact change and to get your story out there. Mm-hmm. And then the Hope Rises network side, that's how you survive. Yeah, I mean, that's how you're surviving it's a, right it's now. It's a lot and, to and balance. Yeah. Keeping, you know, I mean, your husband helps out with the mm-hmm. 501c3. Mm-hmm. You've got three kids. Yeah. So doing... That side of it, that is the arm where you are able to kind of make a living for yourself while yes. you're giving back so yes. much to the community. Eventually, I'd like to one day just be able to run the media platform and have it be our, you know, our sole source of income. But I do Easier feel like right done. now it, it is, <clears throat> it's hard because it's not consistent. <clears throat> I have mm-hmm. a lot of different, you know, partnerships and brand deals, yeah, <clears throat> but they're not consistent enough to be able to support your family, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we have amazing clients. Um, at Well Eye Care is one of our amazing clients that we work with. Absolutely amazing. Mental health advocates. They're an amazing client. Um, We do work with Duville. Mm -hmm. We do work with different nonprofits in the area that are Mm -hmm. smaller. We work on, you know, there's, there's so much that we're working on. We're working on a project with a Donor that is supporting first responders and supporting veterans. Mm-hmm. And so I And that's will. a big cause of yours too. We love veteran work yeah. because not that I have a husband or a dad who fought in in war, but I, you know, both my grandfathers, my mm-hmm. one was at Pearl Harbor, the other one um, fought as well. And I feel like you can never give first responders or veterans enough attention support. and support. Yeah. So we work with a an organization called Western New York Heroes. Mm-hmm. Every single year we sponsor at least one PTSD dog for a veteran, which is, is amazing. Yeah. It's life-changing for them. Yeah, that's a big deal. So yes, I mean, it really runs the gamut. Not everyone can wrap their brain or mind around how Hope Rises can do all of this, yeah. but we have a team of people who are committed to volunteering their time mm-hmm. to make sure that we can be successful. That's terrific. And now... So let's dive into some of the storytelling because yeah. that's what Hope Rises is all about, yes, right? Is the is. stories. So some of the stories, and I'll admit, even I have had trouble at times watching some of the stories. Some of the stories can be really, really difficult to see um, or to hear about. But at the same time, there's always this uplifting spin to the stories. And why is that so important? I mean, that's what Hope Rises is all about. Yeah. So why is it so important to inspire in that way? 
Yeah, that's how we started was we, um, the Las Vegas shooting where, you know, people were going to a country concert innocently attending a concert, country music, something I love to do with my friends Mm -hmm. and they were gunned down out of nowhere. And, and for, and for what reason, right? So we actually started Hope Rises after that happened Mm -hmm. because in every tragic scenario, there can be hope Mm -hmm. and hope is the most powerful force to get anyone out of their challenges or their hard times. Right. So in the midst of that country concert in Vegas, where, you know, I heard about it, people were helping save lives. They were risking their own lives to save lives of strangers. Mm -hmm. So there's so much goodness in the world, even when tragedy strikes, Mm -hmm. there's so much goodness and we need to shine a spotlight on that. And that's why we don't shy away from devastating stories because Mm -hmm. There's devastation all around us. Yeah. Every single day, people are going through challenges and hardships. And I do feel like a lot of that has stemmed from my faith, my personal faith, and how there's really bad stuff in the world, mm-hmm. but there's also so much goodness. Mm-hmm. And we have to open our eyes to that. And if we can be the catalyst that people can open their eyes and know that even in the tough stuff, there is goodness, mm-hmm. then that's what we are. And that's why I think it's so powerful. And one of the areas in the stories that you tell, and we briefly touched on all of the different array of topics that you guys really cover, but one of them, which is a pretty prominent feature in with Hope Rises and a lot of the work that the nonprofit focuses on is pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. So you host a fundraiser called Shine Gold, which you mentioned down a little while ago, and you yes. just actually wrapped up. We're um, almost that, wrapped up. We have enormous. a couple more little <laughs> little fundraisers, but little it things. is it is a campaign that goes from July through October. October and September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. So mm-hmm. your big fundraiser usually takes place yes. in September, mm-hmm. and then you guys have a lot of little events little that things, take yeah. place mm-hmm. to help raise funds. So how does Shine Gold? How does this platform that campaign work? And I know that 100%, 100% of every single thing that is raised goes right back out the door. So break down for us kind of where that goes yeah, and, sure. you know, and why the focus yeah. on pediatric cancer. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I've had someone very, very close to me impacted by pediatric cancer. She's not very open about sharing her story. I shared her story one time and she got upset with me. So I really protect her privacy but it was something that has impacted our family since mm-hmm. since that happened. And um, how we were raised was because we saw the impact and the monster of pediatric cancer mm-hmm. and how that impacted all of us long-term, my dad mm-hmm. and my siblings, myself personally. Then when I was in kindergarten, I had, um, I'm sorry, I was in first grade. I had a friend named Amanda mm-hmm. um, and I'll never forget like playing with her. And I remember playing with her and she was totally bald. But when you're in first grade, you don't think about that. But I remember like she'd wear these little scarves or caps around her, over her head when she would be in school, because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of times she couldn't be in school and she had leukemia. I mean, I didn't know at the time what that meant. I didn't know mm-hmm. how that would impact, you know, my first friendship grade. with her, yeah, wow. but she ended up passing away. And that's when I got to learn more about, you know, continued to learn more about pediatric cancer and mm-hmm. how it's so devastating 
And there was a Make-A-Wish trip for her. I remember celebrating. We had blue, the blue stars all over So that kind of came full circle because you ended up working for her. I did. I did end up working for Make-A-Wish. And then I think as I, as I started to work for Make-A-Wish and I spent 10 years there, mm-hmm. I attended far too many funerals for kids that mm-hmm. have passed from cancer. And I think meeting these families, you... You'll never understand the devastating impact unless you've lost a child with cancer or unless you've actually been the parent of a child with cancer. Mm-hmm. But I I got a little slice of the, of the devastation mm-hmm. that these families go through. And I said, I need to use my platform to be able to spark change and to be able to bring about awareness. And not everyone knows that September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Which is surprising. Yeah, like, not yeah. everyone knows that the yellow yeah. ribbon is for, for pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. Not everyone knows that just 4% of all the cancer funding, mm-hmm. I think it's actually moved to six or eight percent. Is is the latest I've heard. It's actually it's still higher than brain not, cancer now. It's still not enough, though. No, it's still not enough. Yeah. And we need to do more for these kids and these families because they are our future. Mm-hmm. So, I started Shine Gold last year. I had the idea just to use my platform to be able to share stories of these warriors that were going through their mm-hmm. battles. So every single day a warrior or an organization takes over our platform. We tell Mm -hmm. their story. And I said, we also have to fundraise. The fundraising element is important because I think it's important because you're bringing in people Mm -hmm. who don't know about pediatric cancer, who Mm -hmm. are not personally impacted. Mm -hmm. You're bringing them into the fold, into the community. And you're saying, even though you don't know about pediatric cancer personally, Mm -hmm. you can help. Yeah. You can be a hero for these kids. Mm-hmm. So the important part is not just awareness, but also fundraising. So what we do is we pick four organizations that are local to Buffalo mm-hmm. that are impacting kids in the community, and we split the money evenly. So between last year, those organizations. Between these organizations. Okay. So last year, we raised um, seventy, almost $72,000. So every single organization got over $17,000. So now how many organizations did you pick last year? We pick four every single year. Yeah. So we do like a quarterly split. This year, the only difference is that we actually organized six events for Mm -hmm. families to attend for free. Mm -hmm. So um, we got some sponsors to underwrite the cost of that. So we did use that as an important piece of the puzzle, getting these families together Mm -hmm. to create bonds and friendships. And the Erie County Fair partnered with us and Sunflowers of Sanborn partnered with us. That was a huge hit. Huge. And these families had so much fun and it was a way to get them together. And we handed out Shine Gold swag and we wanted to make it so it was not just about fundraising and awareness but also getting these families together if they could attend Mm -hmm. to just have a day of not worrying about being sick. And again, all of this is done. So this is just one component. This is seriously one small piece of the pie of -hmm. what the nonprofit is. Just one campaign. It's just one one campaign. campaign. And this is how much goes into it. It is our biggest campaign. It it is. It is. And I was there last year. I wanted to be there this year. We Um, missed you this year. We did (laughs) miss you. There's always fireworks and cocktails. And we had about 500 people there. It was was a really beautiful event. And we wanted to be about celebration but also saying the names of those kids who yeah. passed. And I know Kaylee's kindness got up there, one of our <laughs> recipients, and they said the name of every single girl who's passed in the past five years. And those are the angels for Kaylee's kindness. They're all teen girls fighting cancer. Mm-hmm. But that meant so much to them to mm-hmm. be able to get in front of a crowd of 500 and say every single name of these angels that yeah. have passed. Um, we can't, we can't let 
these names go in vain. We, we, we have to say their names because we never want their memory or their lives to be forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when they're that young. Yeah. So now you guys just wrapped up most of the biggest part of the fundraiser. Yes. Where are you as far as what you've brought in to date? So I can confidently say we've definitely hit our goal of a hundred grand. That is amazing. Um, I, I don't know how much more like I don't want to say anything yep, and be out of turn. Yep, because we it are going to be. Yes, it, it could, could grow. We have a couple other checks that are coming in still. We have a we have one more fundraiser this week, um, but we can confidently say we'll give at least twenty five thousand dollars to every organization. The biggest part about Shine Gold is that we support the smaller organizations mm -hmm. that would not otherwise have the opportunity for a twenty five thousand dollar check. So or, you guys are. Your, your Hope Rises nonprofit and pediatric cancer is just one piece just one of the piece. pie. Mm -hmm. But in doing this, the Shine Gold and this platform and this fundraiser in that way, you are supporting other pediatric cancer foundations mm -hmm. and nonprofits and charities. Yeah, because they're doing the, the work. Right. They're doing the work. We're not boots <clears throat> on the ground doing the work every single day. Right. We want to be able to equip these organizations with mm -hmm. some money to support their programming mm -hmm. or their missions, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't keep that money because we're not a 501c3 that's dedicated to pediatric cancer. Mm -hmm. We are literally taking in the money, <clears throat> creating this campaign. We are, you know, putting these events together, honoring these these warriors through our platform, mm -hmm. but we don't take the money because we don't have a right to take the money. Right. The money goes right back out to the organizations that are doing such beautiful work in Western New York. And it's appropriate, too, because, you know, as we talk about all this, we're talking about uplifting, we're talking about hope, we're talking about helping others in need. Um, it's the perfect time of year to be talking about um, these kinds of things, because that's what life is all about. That's what it should be. That should be the purpose for mm -hmm. everybody in life. Um, Absolutely. But as you do all these things, and, uh, you know, again, disclaimer to everybody, because I, Kate and I have known each other for a very long time, and... Uh, literally has been a bedrock for me uh, since Mike died, um, has been a huge pillar for uh, me friendship-wise. And uh, it's the enormity of the work that both of us do. Um, you know, my, my work is fairly similar, although I'm an LLC. I have these beautiful fundraisers. Yeah, that these you fundraisers. And mm -hmm. then we have sponsors for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we have the freelance side of it. Yeah. Um, all storytelling in its own vein. Uh, but it is a lot of work and it's a lot to juggle. And I am just doing that on my own. You have a husband and three kids. <laughs> it's so. a lot. It's a lot. There are days <clears throat> that I feel like I'm neglecting my home life, right? I mean, that that is the hard part about being someone who leads a platform like this mm -hmm. is you get dragged away sometimes from the things that are so important. But I will say then my kids know about pediatric cancer. Mm -hmm. They know that at Christmas we adopt a ton of families. They yeah. go they go shopping Love. with me. Yeah. Yeah. They help me wrap the gifts and they know those gifts are not going to them. Yeah. They know those gifts are going to kids who cannot otherwise have a Christmas mm -hmm. without those gifts. Plus Santa, of course. <laughs> like they also have the Santa thing. They still believe in Santa. So Santa always brings gifts. But I think the biggest mm -hmm. thing is that I'm teaching my kids through my actions mm -hmm. in hope and faith that we need to be better as humans and help each other out because there is so much negativity in the world mm -hmm. and we can be better and we can be selfless and we can also enjoy the things that we have 
But I will say that my kids come along with me to a lot of these Hope Rises give backs. Yes, they do. And they understand (laughs) why we need to be better people in the community. So, I mean, there obviously there's upsides to it, but there also has to be balance. So, mm-hmm. you know, for, for other women, for other people out there who are doing what we do, who are trying to pave a way, who are trying to be an entrepreneur and, you know, start their own career or their own LLC, their own nonprofit and still balance family life. I mean, how do you balance? Like, what is one tip that you can give mm-hmm. to listeners about you know, trying to strike a balance um, as best you can. Uh, yeah. It's not perfect. I think I'm still learning how to do that. I, I think that sometimes you forget about yourself and your own mental health mm-hmm. when it comes to balance. And I think that sometimes I think I come last, which is something that I'm fine with. But I do feel like I neglect my workouts. I neglect things that matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get, get into a, a better mental health space when it comes to going to work out, getting enough sleep. I know a lot of times I work until late in the night Mm -hmm. and I wake up and the whole day starts again where the kids Mm -hmm. have to go to school. And it's a lot, but I do love the fact that I can call the shots. Mm -hmm. I can work with who I want to work with. I can run a business to the best integrity that I have. I can pour my faith into my business if I want to. Mm -hmm. When I worked for other corporations, it was tough because I was under their rules and their regulations. And I've had amazing opportunities through my workplace. So I'm very grateful for that. But I love that I can now call the shots. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of upsides to running a business. And there, you know, you can make your own schedule. You can take vacation when you want to. Which you don't do often. But (laughs) you understand how it goes. Every single day you're on vacation, you end up working and you end up checking your emails. I think if you're passionate about what you do, you make time for it. And it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It's very stressful. It's very Mm -hmm. tiring. But I love the fact that I can use my platform to help people. Mm -hmm. And it's a brand that I've built from ground up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can get involved with what I want to get involved with. I can lean on my board mm-hmm. to be able to showcase. And you, you have know, an amazing board. I, I mean, do. they, they have my been board outstanding. is amazing. I have, uh, I think we're up to 18 now, mm-hmm. 18 board members who are all volunteers who also help us decide what is our next Give Hope campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a person on our board. She, her dad is fighting Parkinson's and we've never got involved with Parkinson's. I mean, it's Heart not disease. something... Not something we've ever thought about, but if she's on our board and it means so much to her, let's see how we can help. Mm -hmm. What can we do to be able to support the local Parkinson's organization or families going through Parkinson's? Um, So I love the fact that I can lean on my board to be able to direct me as well. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned this very briefly earlier, but faith plays a huge part in your work, your life, Mm -hmm. um, how you get by day to day. Mm -hmm. How do you feel it helps you navigate both your nonprofit, both Hope Rises and your personal life? Yeah, I think that, you know, faith has always been something that's been very important to me growing up. I grew up in like a church setting. I grew Mm -hmm. up, you know, going to church, but I did get away from it for a long time in college and didn't think I needed it. And Mm -hmm. then I realized that the decisions I was making were not good. And it was because I was leaning into things that were not consistent, like other people and relationships. 
And I felt like everything inside me was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So I got back into going back to church and leaning into my friends who had a strong faith. Mm-hmm. Because you, when you surround yourself with people who also have the same values as you, mm-hmm. then you are more than more likely to then make that a habit, mm-hmm. right? So I'm constantly trying to be a better person, trying to make the right decisions when it comes to every single thing that comes my way. Mm -hmm. But I tend to every single day pray about the best outcome, pray about the scenario I'm in, if Mm -hmm. it's challenging. And sometimes I don't have answers, but I do find that I eventually, it all works out. Mm -hmm. It all works out. So I would say that I'm every single day constantly like trying to figure out how to make my faith stronger and try to be a better person. And I've made a lot of mistakes in the past and I will continue to make mistakes, but I do feel like I'm trying to get into a lifestyle where that come becomes number one, you know, but that's, and I think that recognizing that, I mean, we're human beings, we're going to make mistakes for the rest of our lives. That's just how it goes. I think when you can recognize that you've made a mistake or that you've screwed up or you've done something wrong and you either find a way to correct it or you find a way to improve yourself so that you maybe don't make that same mistake, you're going to make other mistakes as you grow. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of this journey, right? Is to kind of keep finding your way and fumbling through. Nobody's expecting us to be perfect. No, No, Um, not at all. It's just a matter of also being humble and being able to say, okay, I screwed up. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. And and genuinely feel sorry yeah. for whatever it is that's going on and, mm-hmm. and be able to have empathy mm-hmm. and sympathy, which I think is something that we are really severely lacking in this country. Absolutely. And I do feel like I don't shy away from faith-filled stories on my platform. Yep. I have lost so many followers when it comes to sharing stories sometimes. Mm-hmm. That can be a little bit you know, not everyone's religious. Not everyone is faith-filled and that's okay. Not everyone needs to be, Mm -hmm. but I don't shy away from telling stories of, you know, faith and and prayer. And, um, and I do lose followers. I have people comment nasty things. I have Mm -hmm. people that message me and say, you know, you should make this very, just what's the word? Um, generalized, generalized. Right. But I don't shy away from that. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay losing followers Mm -hmm. to be able to gain the right kind of followers. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's extremely important to recognize and to touch on because we have to be authentic and true to who we are mm-hmm. as individuals. And if we tailor our platforms to just meet and make everybody else happy, then it's not really authentic Absolutely. and it's not really staying true. And, yeah. you know, and I've said this on the, on the show many, many times. I've touched on faith and I've touched on religion and what that looks like or what that means. And I tend to be very conscientious Mm -hmm. because it looks different to everybody. Everybody has their own way of believing in whatever it is they believe in. And the best thing about that is everyone can have that. Exactly. Right. And that's the whole point. And that's the whole purpose. But both of us are individuals that are very strong in Mm -hmm. our faith. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we have both relied on heavily. And because of that, it's important that we're able to highlight those without shying away from it just because we're scared of what people online are going to say or going to think. Yeah. And I think, you know, you understand this because your platform is growing. And as we grow, mm-hmm. we are constantly tested by people that don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they want to say, well, this is this or this is that. Mm-hmm. 
without knowing the full picture. And I do find that I've tried to take a step back and say, I'm not going to worry about this Mm -hmm. because it will all work out how it's supposed to work out. Mm -hmm. But that's when I turn to prayer and I say, Mm -hmm. this is out of my hands. It's out of my control because we're just humans. You know, how do I, it's almost like you're asking for advice Mm -hmm. and you may not get that answer right away, but you know that you're leaving it in someone else's hands. And that Mm -hmm. person is to me, God. Mm -hmm. So I do pray about things when I feel like I'm stressed or anxious because as you get bigger and as you interact with more people and as you try to help more people, things tend to get a little tough sometimes. I will not. That's one thing I've learned over the past two years is we've grown exponentially is not everyone likes when you grow, Mm -hmm. but you can't hold yourself back because of that. Yeah. You can't be afraid of where the path is taking you. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of roll with the punches. You and do. When things, not, you're not going to be able to make everybody else happy. No. And never. that is, I think that's the challenge of this, um, whether it's having my social media platform and the podcast, whether it's having Hope Rises and being as big as you guys are online. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are or where you go. And I think any celebrity would tell you this. You're never going to make everybody happy. You're always going to say something that's going to make somebody upset. And when you worry too much about that, all of a sudden you're losing that foundation and the pillar of what makes you who you are and what got you to where you are to begin with. And if you get scared of continuing to go forward because of that Mm -hmm. or because of the growth or because of the success, then you have no idea the impact that you're leaving behind that you could have if you walk away. Um, Or if you let those individuals intimidate you from continuing to go forward or continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I always tell people, like, you know, the only way you fail is if you don't keep trying. Yeah. And no matter how big it gets or how how much things explode, you have to keep wanting to go forward authentically. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to do that, then you should stop what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I firmly believe that if you cannot continue to be authentic in what you're doing, then you should stop um, and move into a different avenue. Because the minute you lose that piece of you, Mm -hmm. then you're losing the purpose of what you were doing to begin with. Yeah. I could not agree more. Yeah. That kind of transitions actually into my next question. Um, What is it that you love so much about Hope Rises and where do you want to see it three years from now? The thing I like about Hope Rises is the fact that we can uh, help all different kinds of people. It's not just, like I said, it's not just kids who are sick. Mm -hmm. It's not just one particular audience. It's really providing hope where hope is needed. Mm -hmm. You talk about the blizzard and we didn't know the blizzard was going to hit. We didn't have a Give Hope campaign for those on the east side of Buffalo Mm -hmm. in the most, in the hardest sections of our city that were hit by the snow. But we were able to rally people to dig out. We call them the snowplow mafia. <laughs> so we had about a hundred people yes. dig dig out neighbors that yeah. they didn't even know. And so I think the best thing is that we're an open book. Mm-hmm. We are always open to collaborating mm-hmm. and um, thinking about ways to get creative. We're not. There's no sort of guidelines above us. Yes, we have to you know, make sure that we're, you know, gifting out to those in need, right? That yeah, we are truly are 501c3. 501c3. <laughs> However, we can call the shots on like, okay, if the board and I agree that this is the direction we're going to go into mm-hmm. and we work toward helping this organization or helping this this campaign, Google Snowplow Mafia, 
we're able to use our platform mm -hmm. to be able to inspire others to get on board. Right. So I think that's just a great example of just something we didn't even know about that happened that we organized within 24 hours yeah, after that, that blizzard amazing. hit. And mm -hmm. we were able to get, you know, over 100 volunteers digging people out for a full day. It was incredible to see. So I think where we want to see Hope Rises grow is obviously grow in bigger numbers mm -hmm. so that we can impact more people. We can share our platform with others. I always am looking to grow. I'm always looking to partner and collaborate with those who believe in the same mission that we do, mm -hmm. who believe in the power of hope and change, you know, and um, goodness. So that's kind of where I, I see it. I, just I mean, you're kind of already there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to continue to grow with those who are like-minded and those who appreciate the power, like I said, of positivity. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have any grand plans. We just continue to hit it full force every single day. Mm -hmm. We don't take a day off of running the nonprofit or the platform. Mm -hmm. um, it's every single day we have to keep consistent, but we do find that we've been able to just partner and work with so many amazing people mm -hmm. and meet so many amazing people and change lives through all of that. The one thing I will say, and it's one thing I'm extremely grateful for because um, I, you know, as we, as women, we know how hard it can be to make authentic friends, true friends. Yeah. And one thing that I have learned about you over the years is that you truly are authentically yourself and you value your friendships, mm -hmm. um, your close friendships, mm -hmm. and you never change or stray or deviate from being who you are and being who you are for others mm -hmm. that you're close to that are part of your inner circle. And I value that. And mm -hmm. I think that that is a tremendous quality that not a lot of people have. Yeah. And um, it's something I wish we could see more of out in the world, but it's, you carry that into the work that you do. Yes. And I think that that's very evident. It's yeah. very clear. Um, and that kind of balloons out. It's like a domino effect. And so I think that that is an amazing quality to have because it translates yes. in what you do out in the community. I appreciate that, Shannon. I think that as you get older, your friend group gets smaller. Yes. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I think it's supposed to. Because you even if you're friends with someone for a while and doesn't work out, mm -hmm. it's that time in your life where it's okay to leave friendships behind that don't feel that don't feel genuine. Mm -hmm. So I do find myself that if things are not, if I find myself that the uh, what's the word, it's not genuine or um, it's not meeting my values, mm -hmm. it's okay to leave things behind. But yeah. you know that in that moment, that friendship was everything to you, yes. and that's okay. Yeah. But I do find that as I get older, my friend group gets smaller. Mm -hmm. And those you trust and you have, you know, acquaintances, business associates. You know, associates. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of amazing people in Buffalo. Yes. But I keep my friendship um, yeah. group very small. Yep. I yep. do. Well, I'm very proud to be part of that. Oh, <laughs> I love you. I, love I think it's, I'm so grateful for that. And I think that, you know, we've both had really hard challenges, you especially with losing Mike. But I do find that... It's so great to get together and not have to be, we're so transparent with each other. And if we're not feeling like it's a good day, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we, we're yeah. okay about that. Like, yeah. we're like, it's just not a good day today. Like yeah. can't, can't talk, you know? Yeah. And I, I do find that we've helped each other through these challenges that we've both, you know, had mm -hmm. to hit head on. Yeah. And that's, that's the, 
that's the true meaning of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And we've always been there to support each other. Um, you know, even if it's a late night call or we're both driving to a meeting. (laughs) Absolutely. So in that vein, you know, I mean, we're heading into the Thanksgiving season. So what are two things that you're really grateful for going into the holidays this year? You know what? I don't say it enough. I'm very, very grateful for my family. You know, I, I do have an amazing husband. I have three kids who are so patient with me and so loving and just, (laughs) they're so sweet and, um, they can drive me crazy sometimes because they're a ball, they're balls of energy. I have two seven-year-olds and I have a three-year-old. So things are crazy in my house. And I do get bothered by like the messiness of my house sometimes or things like that. But I've learned that I have to just make sure that I don't take any of that for granted because they could no longer be here at Mm -hmm. any point. Right. So Mm -hmm. I very grateful for my family and I'm very grateful for the, this brand and this community that supports it. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be growing a brand without people supporting it Mm -hmm. or getting behind it. And I'm very grateful for my community who has lifted me up in so many different ways. And that's not just local that's Mm -hmm. throughout, you know, Hope Rises brand. There's so many people who support it. And I'm just very grateful for that. Well, I, I'm very grateful that you decided to go forward with this because I know that at one point in time, you were actually thinking of walking away because I you've been doing it for so long. Without any sort of... There was just nothing. Nothing coming. happening. Yeah, there was nothing <laughs> happening. There was no growth. Um, and there was a philosopher, and I will screw up his name, so I'm not going to say his That's name. Okay. That's okay. But there is a philosopher and a friend of mine told this to me once when I was in writing and when I started the podcast that you never know your success. You're right. You're just about to succeed the minute you walk away and quit. And the whole point is, is that sometimes you could be right there. You could be right on the edge of success or making it or getting what you wanted out of the initiative or what you were going to do but then you quit and you walked away Mm -hmm. and you never know what can happen if you don't just see it through. And you did, you saw it through and now look where you are a couple of years later because of that. Yeah. Um, Which is absolutely, you know, it's a strength and a quality that is hard to hold on to sometimes because it can be really hard and very daunting to do this kind of work. I remember just with hope rises, like so many times where I'd be posting and had like no engagement no growth. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I taking money out of my own pocket to fund some of this stuff? I mean, it was just, but I did lean into the fact that we were doing good. So I'm like, well, if, if anything, we are impacting hopefully one person, right? Yeah. So when it did blow up and when I was able to, you know, kind of sit back and realize people do love the brand, mm-hmm. um, that was very rewarding for me, but it doesn't stop me from continuing to do the best I can. Right. I can't quit now. Right. It's so it's getting to be bigger and bigger. So I have to just put in the hard work. And that message of hope is something mm-hmm. that we do need. Absolutely. Um, hope we, is the most powerful force. It's so unbelievably powerful. And yes, I know that it is it can be hard to hold on to at times. Yes. And and I I understand that more than anything else in the world. But we have to hold on to it because what else do you have if you don't have hope? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's no other way to get through the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm really grateful that, that you kept going forward and that you persevered yeah. um, and, and maintained. And now here you are. And um, I'm grateful to be on the inside, being able to see the, the impact that you guys are having. Yeah. Thank um, you. 
I really appreciate you coming. I think this is a great episode Thank for you so Thanksgiving much. and, you know, to kind of give everybody the hope and the inspiration they need to go through whatever journey that they're on. Yeah. Where can people find you if they mm -hmm. want to learn more or if they want to donate yeah. um, or if they have a story they want to share? Absolutely. So find us on Instagram and Facebook at Hope Rises Network. That is our media platform. Mm -hmm. um, we are also on hoperisesnews.com. That's where you can find all of our stories. There's mm -hmm. a donate button right on that website. And you can, if you're in Buffalo, you can find us every Monday morning or Monday at 3 p.m. <laughs> we tape Monday mornings. Yeah. Mondays at 3 p.m. on News 4. And we four. have a segment. Perfect. And that segment is called? It's called Hope Rises. It's called, <laughs> of course. Perfect. <laughs> yes. um, but in special thanks to M&T Bank, who makes sure that we can be on the air for that. That's, that's another great company that um, if it wasn't for companies like that, we wouldn't be able to share a message. See, it all comes down to partnerships, yeah. right? And people and companies that are willing to support the work that we're doing and see the value in yeah. the work that we're doing. So. Totally. Thank, Thank you, you so Shannon. much, Kate, this for was, coming on. This went by so fast. I feel like we were not talking for nope, however that's long. that's how it goes. <laughs> I love it. No. Thank you so much for Thank having me so on. Thank you so much for joining us. And with that, we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by UB Neurosurgery. Learn more at ubns.com. Practicing gratitude has far-reaching effects. From improving our mental health, to increasing a feeling of hopefulness, to boosting relationships with others, increasing our immune strength, and even helping to improve sleep. Living your life with gratitude helps you notice the little wins, like a stranger holding the door open for you, or the sun shining in and washing over you when you wake up in the morning. Each of these small moments strings together to create a web of well-being. And over time, it strengthens your ability to notice the good things in your life. So as we head into Thanksgiving and a season of giving and perpetual hope and magic, practice a few things that will help you string together a web of well-being and help you start to notice those little wins. For example, be observant. Notice your thank yous to others. How often do you say it? How does it make you feel when you do? Or when you hold the door open for a stranger, what does your body and mind feel like? Before and after, these little actions can have such positive effects on both the mind and the body. Pick one kind of interaction for others each day. One thing that you do in kindness for someone else, whether it's a thank you for a service that they performed or just because someone held a door open for you, or if it's allowing someone with a smaller stack of groceries to get in front of you in the grocery line, do one kind thing a day and then take stock of how you feel both before and after the interaction. Also, be careful of your internal thinking. Grateful people tend to think and say things that are positive and uplifting. They recognize the gifts, the givers, the blessings, being fortunate, having abundance. In gratitude, don't focus on how inherently good you are, but rather on the inherent good things that others do for you. 
See the blessing of others' interactions in your day. Keep a gratitude journal. Write down things that you're grateful for each day and add to it every day. This will help you attune your attention to the blessings and the good things that come into your life. It'll help you to take stock of how you feel when those interactions occur. And it will help you to recognize even the smallest of wins or blessings each day. Just a few small, simple steps in gratitude and empathy can have such a positive impact on your life. We will be back with another beautiful show next month. Until then, walk with grace, with guidance, with gratitude, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You've been listening to the Game on Glio podcast, the podcast that is designed to educate, advocate, and tell the real stories of those walking the journey of brain cancers, such as glioblastoma and grief and loss. Like what you hear? Share us with others. Follow us on Instagram at Game on Glio podcast, Facebook at Game on Glio, or visit our website or YouTube channel. You can find us anywhere podcasts are played.